In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're all wounded. We're all wounded, my brothers and sisters. Now, when I say we're all wounded, I'm not talking about just physical wounds. I mean, many of us maybe have physical ailments. But when I say we're all wounded, I'm talking about the wound of the heart. I'm talking about the pain inside the heart of man. And all of us have it to some degree or another, for some reason or another. Some of us today still have our wounds from something that happened 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And those wounds are still bleeding even until today. And what's worse is some of us even deny that we even have wounds or that our wounds are even bleeding or that we even need help. Similar to the lady in the gospel today, we see that this woman, she has uh, hemorrhaging. And her hemorrhaging doesn't stop and she just continuously bleeds and this happens for 12 years. So on top of this physical ailment that she has, she also has something even deeper. In the Jewish community, in the, in, the, in the culture at that time, the tradition was that anybody that had an illness like this was considered to be unclean to the rest of society. So she couldn't talk to anybody. She couldn't go near anyone. She couldn't even go to the temple to pray. She was ostracized. She was considered unclean. So if her physical ailment wasn't enough, now she has to deal with this Mental and emotional rejection from all of the world. Making her feel like she is nothing but her illness. That's all she is. That's all she amounts to is her illness. And so what, do you, what, what would you think she's going to feel and think about herself? Of course... After 12 years of living this day in and day out, what do you think she's going to believe about herself? She's going to start believing that, you know what, maybe I am not good enough. Maybe I am dirty. Maybe I am unclean. And so she lives not just with this physical wound, she begins to live with this internal wound. She begins to identify herself with this internal trauma. And that's all she can see. So, my brothers and sisters, our trauma, and all of us have it, some degree or another, whether we like to admit it or not, we all have some sort of little trauma, big trauma, doesn't matter. What trauma likes to do is try to identify us with it. Like, so that our self-perception changes. The way that I see myself becomes skewed, it becomes warped, it becomes broken. And so the reality is is that all of us are broken. You want to know how I know that? Because nobody in this church doesn't sin. Nobody in this church doesn't sin. And so our sins today are always rooted in some sort of internal, mental, and emotional wound that we're dealing with. We don't just go and do drugs for no reason. 
We don't just go and look at impurities on the internet for no reason. We don't go sleeping around with people for no reason. We don't start gossiping compulsively about people for no reason. We don't do that for fun. There's a reason. Our sins today are always rooted in something much bigger, a trauma. Some of those things could be sexual abuse when we were younger. Could be physical abuse. It could be a lack of a father in the house, especially a father or a mother. It could be rejection, humiliation. It could be something as simple as, these kids didn't want me to play with them at, at recess when I was in fifth grade. And they told me that I wasn't good enough. And we don't realize that something even as small as that can affect us even until today. Can affect the way that we begin to see ourselves as we grow up and the way that we see ourselves today and the way that we behave today. Our behavior, my brothers and sisters, is only a product of our childhood. Our behavior today is not just arbitrary for fun. It's rooted in something deeper. And it's very difficult for us because we don't want to face those things. I mean, especially living in the Chaldean community today, you know, you got to make sure that you have your purse and your cars and you got to make sure that you have all the right outfits and you got to make sure that you look all perfect and good and everything's great and fine. But it isn't, is it? We're not great and fine. We're broken. And it's like, and it's like, and for anybody to admit that either they have an addiction or they've got a mental illness or they're dealing with struggles or whatever it is. It's like, and for any of, any of us to show any type of weakness whatsoever, we can't show it. Why? Why? Why are we afraid of talking about what's really going on? Why are we afraid of, of facing the reality of our internal wounds? And like I said, it doesn't have to be something huge. It could be something huge. But we need to face the reality of what's really actually going on. Because, our, like I said, how it, how it goes is that a traumatic experience begins to tell you something about yourself. It tells you a narrative about yourself. I'll give you another example. A little boy who doesn't have a, a father, or maybe his father rejects him. His father doesn't want to play with him. His father doesn't want to spend time with him. What do you think he's going to begin to believe about himself? He's going to maybe start believing that I'm not man enough, or I don't have what it takes to be a man. So then he may live in this system of belief, and it becomes really a system. Like kind of like a programming in the mind. Self-perception. Now I'm getting into psychology here. This is very important. Believe it or not, I don't have a psychology degree, but I think I do more psychology than I do spiritual work with people today. And it creates this pattern of thinking, I'm not a man enough. So then later on when he grows up, what do you think is going to happen? He's going to be trying to prove to himself that I am a man. So what do you think he might do? What do you think some of his behaviors might be? Impulsive sexual behavior with women or with men. Could be materialism. 
constantly trying to buy the next best thing to give him that hit, drugs, alcohol, whatever it might be, you fill in the blank. My brothers and sisters, this is the pattern. And many of us, many of us, come to confession and say, Father, I keep confessing the same exact thing every single time. Well, guess why? Because you're not getting to the root of the problem. You're, not, you're just masking it by going to confession and asking God for forgiveness. Of course, God's going to forgive you and you get out of the confessional, but you haven't dealt with the wound. You haven't dealt with this. You haven't dealt with this. And so you'll remain in this pattern of thinking. You'll remain in this pattern of behavior. You don't even realize it. And so many of us today are too afraid to admit that, you know what, maybe I should go see a therapist. Many of us are afraid of, of admitting that, you know what, maybe I do need to go see the priest. Maybe I need to, do get, some, I need to get some help. And so that's why today, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, pornography abuse, all of these addictions are taking over our community like crazy. And guess who's listening to it all? It's happening. Now, mental illness or mental health, whatever you want to call it, our inner wounds, they're complicated. And we need to address them. But sometimes, when we, want to, when we want the pain to go away, whatever the pain might be, we want it to go away really fast. Think about it this way. The woman in the gospel today, yes, she touched Jesus' hem and was healed. Just the hem. Just the edge of it. And she was healed. Immediately, it says. But it took 12 years of her pain. 12 years. Sometimes we're looking for a magic pill. So we do turn to these things to make us feel better. Materialism, pornography, masturbation, whatever it is. Okay? I'm going to say it flat out. I'm tired of like beating around the bush. Drugs. You fill in the blank. Why? Because we're trying to medicate something. We're trying to fill a gap. And so if we don't take care of it, we're going to remain slaves. And St. Paul says today that we were not made to be slaves. We were made to live in freedom. Not to be enslaved to our own self-judgment that my trauma tells me falsely that I am. So whatever this lie is that maybe you're believing about yourself, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not man enough, I'm not good enough, whatever it is, we all got one or two or three. We need to bring that to Jesus. We need to put the work in and bring it to Jesus. So how we do that, I'm going to give you a couple of steps on what to do. If you, you want to take yourself serious, you want to take God serious, spend some time in silence and adoration. Sit with Jesus in the Eucharist. Be alone with Him. Then I want you to ask yourself, what is the, the self-perception that I have of myself today? How is it that I feel about myself? I mean, if somebody were to ask you, what do you think about this person? What would you say? I'm asking you, what do you think about yourself? What would you say? Well, I'm a loser. Well, I never amounted to anything. 
Well, I need to be in control of everything. Whatever it might be. Or maybe it could even be something about God. God, you're not there. God, you're not real. God, you don't care. Whatever it might be, it's controlling us today. So identify it. Write it down. Get a journal and write it down. Okay? After you write it down, think about what kind of behavior do you think is connected to that type of thinking? The behavior that you are acting out on today. And then you begin to understand yourself. And when you begin to understand yourself, you begin to understand how much God understands you and how much God loves you. You, aside from your trauma, aside from your gifts and your talents, aside from your brokenness and your weakness, aside from it all, apart from it all, God loves you. God loves me. And when he sees us, he doesn't see our brokenness and our weakness and our junk. He sees us, his children. And what he wants is for us to continuously come to him, continuously put the effort into coming to him. And part of coming to him might be actually going to see a therapist. Nothing wrong with that. I saw a therapist in seminary. I'm not afraid to say it. Nothing wrong with it. Sometimes we need help. And we need to put the work in. There's no magic pill. And there's no drug. And there's no feeling that's going to take away our pain. Only God. If we take the time to come to him. To touch him. Like, how can we touch Jesus today? I mean, the woman touched just his clothing today. How can we touch Jesus today? In like 30 minutes, guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to receive Jesus physically. You're not going to touch his clothes. You're going to touch his body. His actual, physical, breathing, living body. There's nothing more perfect than that. There's no better medicine than that. Amen? And then, pick up your Bible every day. Turn to your scriptures every day. Allow God to reveal to you who you truly are in His eyes every day. And little by little, my brothers and sisters, God will transform your heart. And so instead of hurt people hurting more people, we'll be healed people healing people. That, my brothers and sisters, is what God wants for us. God wants us to be healed mind, body, and soul. But it's up to us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.